This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. How you doing, pal? Oh, man, it's actually a rough day. It's a rough day? Yeah, because I tried to make coffee for us in oh, the morning. Right. Yes. But I, I thought, you know what, Cody? You're such a sweet, uh, nice, handsome boy. You should make coffee for your friend Damien today. Mm-hmm. And then I started cleaning the coffee pot, mm-hmm. and it smashed into pieces and sliced my hands up. Well, I think of it as a blessing in disguise because you've been making like some weird French roast lately and I hate it. <laughs> I haven't been. Yeah, it's a darker <laughs> roast that I'm making. But I mean, this is weird because mm-hmm. um, our sponsor this month has been uh, Manscaped. Yeah. Which is a smooth shave. So I haven't been sliced up all month. No, this is the first and, time you've been cut. In, and now a coffee weeks. pot gets me. Yeah. Manscaped saved me and I still get cut up from this coffee pot. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it was on your hands and not on your nuts. That's true. And that's what Manscaped stops. That's right. Every <laughs> not only do we have a uh, an overly long ad for Manscaped before the podcast. This is a freebie for you, boys. Yeah, we keep it going. We love them. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we love them. It's got all the good stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, but you broke your coffee maker and now your hands all sliced up. Yeah, all cut up and mm. I don't know what to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird. Weird week for us, too. We got a mouse in the house. Yeah, yeah. We've been putting out the traps and now I don't know what's going on. Well, Colin, I think, botched the first attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't set him right. Well, he keeps on trapping himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps getting his finger in it, and then it blows up like four times the size in a big cartoon thing, and yeah. it pulses. <laughs> it blows up boom, first, boom, boom. and then it takes a minute. He puts it in the air, and then he go <laughs> reacts to it. The ooh! Yeah, and then, the mouse, and then the mouse from the little corner goes, yeah, what a sucker. <laughs> and he's got like... Uh, uh, we got those like safety traps in here, too. So Colin gets trapped inside of those. And then mm-hmm. we have to uh, figure out a way to open it back up and yeah. let him free. And then I got one of those bucket traps and he fell into the bucket and he was there for three hours before anyone found him. Yeah. yeah. And then we have one of those mouse traps where you uh, tie a paint can to a door. So when someone opens it, it swings right. at them. <laughs> uh, so that hit our roommate Colin quite a bit, too. Yeah. And then I put the barbecue uh, element on the doorknob. So when he opened it, it burned his hand and he fell in the snow yeah that classic mouse trap that yeah. one really got him oh wait no that was a that's a burglar trap <laughs> i should have remembered but it's not all about our dysfunctional lives right now damien no, my life is fine it's just this mouse well and <laughs> i guess your hand's not cut up no my hands are fine but it's not all about my cut up hands today mm-hmm. it's about our guest today we have the incredibly talented halia jones here Hello. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? It's going well. My internet just got unstable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right at the intro. <laughs> Is it feeling more stable? I love how it's been so I love how my internet's been great for the last like hour we've been talking. And then as soon as this goes on, it just completely crashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like fate or something. But hello. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what we're all about here is uh, scary things like bad internet connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything scarier in this day and age. <laughs> nope. And no, especially now when we need the internet more than ever in our house because we can't leave it. Yeah, that's right. How are you supposed to order groceries? No, we can't. 
<laughs> but uh, Halia, for the folks at home uh, that may not know, uh, you're an actor. You're in the uh, series Lock and Key, uh, which was renewed for a second season. You had articles saying that you're coming back. How how crazy is I this? Am. That articles I, I, are talking I, I, about I'm, you like this. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's very strange. Uh, it's it's wild. It's spooky <laughs> to see my name on articles. Yeah. All the Hollywood journalists typing your name and things. Mm -hmm. The craziest one was when I was in LA in February when the show came out and I had just gotten off the plane and I got a notification that the Hollywood reporter had posted an article about the show um, the show hadn't come out yet, but they had gotten a previewing of it. Right. And they had written about us. And I mean, some of it wasn't wasn't the greatest article, but um, they said that I was a pitch perfect mean girl. So they mentioned my name and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Wow. But the rest of the article was. Yeah, actually, the article was like, it was kind of good, kind of, you know, yeah. judgy. But, but if you get the rave <laughs> reviews, that's all that matters. That and the closest <laughs> we've ever gotten to it is uh, that AV, was it AV Club article that was talking about a different podcast, but that named Spooked, but then they linked our podcast. So it, it kind of felt like we were talked about, too. <laughs> accidentally for sure that's great <laughs> but uh yeah it so we, we know it we know what it's about to be in the hollywood dirt sheets so <laughs> that's all i'm saying oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um but uh you're uh local from toronto right and then yeah. there's um lock and keys a big american production uh netflix right like this is this is huge this is um, you auditioned for this thing and really this is like the the big role. This is your first like huge role. What is it like to have that be um, an like a reoccurring character of a series? So funny enough, when I auditioned for it, um, you know, you like as an actor, you go to so many auditions and mm -hmm. it's kind of like you just got to throw it out when you leave the door and like you just got to move on from it. It's mm -hmm. either a yes or a no or whatever. And you'll never know why you didn't get something. But with this one, for some reason, I saved the audition sides. Um, and I still have them somewhere, which is kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt I, I just like moved on from it. And then I got the call from my agents being like, hey, like, they're highly considering you for this role. And then a day or two later, they're like, okay, well, you booked it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Other casting directors will see that, you know, I've booked something and they're like, Halia, no, this is a whole different thing. Like this is, this is big. Like this is a yeah. whole different stratosphere. And I didn't know how big of a thing it was going to be because like some Netflix shows are huge. I mean, regardless, it's Netflix, but like some are big yeah. and some are kind of like, you know, but when it came to, working this role like my role kind of got bigger as the season went on and from my understanding and like because I was only set for six episodes or something and then kind of like grew with the ending of it and um then this season when we got renewed for second season it was an okay you're going to be in 10 episodes you're basically the um like the bad story, like the bad guy storyline in this story, which is just huge. Like mm -hmm. someone called okay. me and Griffin Gluck um, the pseudo leads of the show, which means like the locks are the leads. No one's going to take that place, obviously. Yeah. Um, but then like we're kind of like the pseudo story, like we're we're the other ones that people are going to be curious about. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like that is. <laughs> crazy because I I haven't had this opportunity before mm -hmm. I you know I work alongside some fantastic actors who've been in this industry for um a very long time and I still I feel green I feel like I've I, I get imposter syndrome issues with a lot of this stuff and I just feel incredibly lucky that I'm I'm working alongside some fantastic actors and humans and and like 
I feel really lucky to be on this production because everyone's just so cool and passionate about what they do. And so I feel like it was, um, it was definitely the, the height so far of my life. <laughs> I feel that every day I go on set. So it's, yeah. it's really cool with, uh, the series, how, uh, like, um, I, I know quite a, f- a few of the cast members, um, from the past and, watching everyone posts about it and everyone feels like a family, even like the, the social media of all of you is so cohesive too. And you're excited about every accomplishment and all of you want the show to be very good. Like it, and it almost feels like, um, because the show, it got, uh, it got more positive, uh, than negative, but there was some like feedback with it. That was also just like, very, I would say it was like constructive in a way where the show has this amazing potential to be this breakout, fantastic show. And it is great. Um, but everyone almost feels like they have like a chip on their shoulder with like, yeah, we are going to do this and we are going to make it better. And we're going to keep making this the best show ever. Well, the interesting thing is that when it comes to Netflix shows, the first season is it's especially um, translating it from comic um, because comic with books and, and comics, the audience has an idea of what they expect and how these characters are supposed to be and how the story is supposed to be. But no one wants to see something they've already read to a T, you know? Yeah. And so the thing that Lock and Key had to do for a season was introduce this show to people who have watched it and people or people who have read the comic books and were dedicated fans for 10 plus years because they had been trying to get it up into a show for 10 years um, and people who haven't watched it. So they took a much more like YA approach to it in the first season um, where they wanted to keep the integrity of the book and the story, um, but they also wanted to branch out to younger audiences, which this season, they've, I'm pretty sure like the producers and writers have read like every single article that was out there about the show. <laughs> and they've taken that into account. And they were like, okay, this show is actually really popular with like 30, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, like people of all ages. My parents loved it. You know, it's not something that they might have initially watched if I wasn't in it, but they ended up really enjoying it. And a lot of people, like a lot of my friends' parents have really enjoyed it as well, which is awesome. And so this second season, I think they're really going in the way of of um, what was it expected or hoped for Um and twisting the story in, in, in ways that still keeps the heart of the lock and key, Joe Hill, um, Gabriel Rodriguez created world or whatever, but still making it Netflix approachable and um, wide audience approachable. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard as it is to convert a book to a show um, I think they did a good job for what they had the ability to do. And I think it's going to be like a Stranger Things kind of thing where the first season was kind of like, it was really good. And Stranger Things did so well because there was the nostalgic aspect. It was just, there's so much to it that was so good. But the second season, third season, fourth season, darker and darker and darker and darker. And I really think that's what Lock and Key is, gonna, is doing um, which I'm very excited for the people who wrote the constructive views. I never felt there was negative. Article, no, no, you know? I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. I, There's I always think the good and, and the, you know, what can be worked on. Um, I never was like, I never, not never, but it was very rare to read an article where it was like, this show is shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It was always like, this show was good. This is what I was, this is something I kind of hoped for, but this is where it kind of like lost me or this where it could have been, you know, better or whatever, which is constructive, you know, you can't Mm -hmm. please everybody. But 
we apparently pleased many people. So I am really excited about season two because I've read the first five episodes and they've listened. They've read all the things and they've listened and they've really implemented it into the story. So I'm excited. (laughs) I mean, the amazing part of the show is that it does like it really does hook you and it is so fun uh, to figure out like what all of these different keys do and you keep on like unraveling this story. And it, yeah, I mean, I easily binged through the first season. Like it was very quick. It was embarrassingly quick how fast I watched it. In fact, mm-hmm. um, it's getting better too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. to go back to, cause you said you read the first five uh, episodes of season two. So I when you were doing amazing. <laughs> but yeah sorry go on when you were doing the first season and um i assume you didn't have all of the episodes in front of you what was it like to be filming this show and then when you get to that last episode of where you're at at the very end what was it like to be like oh yeah i'm i'm gonna be in this second season (laughs) uh it was I was sitting in my mom's room, the edge of her bed, just talking about the show. And I got the email for the last episode because we get them sent as we film, not all at once, because they're always changing it and updating it and whatever. And I got that last episode and to not give any spoilers, um, I kind of bounced around the the room, very excited. (laughs) Um, And my mom was like, tell me, tell me, like, what happens? And I'm like, no, I can't tell you this. I can't tell you. But let's just say this is very exciting for my character. Um, So it was, it was this, it was an honor. Like, that's really all I can say is that it was an honor that these writers and producers who are so high up in the professional world of filmmaking, um, like Carlton Cuse, he did all the Lost series and he's done so many other things that I've read a million times. I can't remember it for the life of me. I have the worst memory, but like the, the list is expansive. The IMDB is full and same with Meredith Avril and Kevin Lafferty and all of these amazing people who created this show. So for me as like a new actor in this world, it was an honor for them to put their trust in me to be able to to say, yeah, we believe that she can do this. And um, I mean, like I said earlier to you guys, I've dealt with imposter syndrome in many aspects of my life um, because of my past with acting and, and music of not getting accepted into my arts high school and thinking I wasn't good enough. And then to have professionals say, hey, we're gonna give you this big uh, opportunity. Um, and it's just like, okay, this isn't a fluke. Um, <laughs> I need to, you know, I can do this. Um, and that last episode was really, a, really like, a, you can do this kid, go and get it. And this season has been, we started filming in, in September and this season has really been a um, a huge opportunity for me to play and believe that believe in myself to just try and sometimes it it doesn't work but also to believe that like I know this character I understand what she wants why she wants it and how she knows she's gonna get it and what she wants um and just to like really exercise the muscles I've never even known were there, you know? You know, when you do like something that you pull a muscle and you're like, wow, there's a muscle there that hurts now. And I never even, you know, that's how it feels every day on set. I'm like, wow, I've never realized that this was something I could do. Um, so yeah, it's been a huge honor. That's really the word. <laughs> this uh, this has been a uh... Uh, crazy uh, quarantine for you uh, very productive as well because I was listening today you released a EP <laughs> and I, I listened to it all today it's great uh, you self-produced an EP during this like you're making the most out of time in quarantine yeah um, it was 
I mean, when I say self-produced, it's not mixed. It's not mastered. It's not done by somebody who's been playing with Logic Pro for more than a couple months. But like, I have so many ideas in my head that I didn't want to rely on going to my brother all the time to produce these songs. So in April, when the quarantine started, I was living downtown and I, I set up a little studio in my attic space, um, my attic bedroom and just like made these songs that I was like, you know, I keep making songs and then never putting them out anywhere because I think they're not good enough because they're not mixed or mastered or, and they're, I'm not a producer, you know? Then I was like, you know what, screw that. These are ideas that I have and they might not be perfect, but there's room to grow. The base idea is there. So I started just releasing them and um, I just reposted it on my story yesterday because I've gotten a lot of new followers since the show came out um, and since April. And I was like, you know, why not just put them out there and see what people think of them so I've gotten a good a good response which is nice but I'm uh, I'm excited to put out some professionally produced music at some point in the future amazing uh let's jump into a spookier note here okay we gotta know do you believe in ghosts I believe in energies yes oh so this is um what what's your uh, belief system with the energies I believe that it would be silly of us to think that when we pass on that we are only just an element of our physical self. Um, I believe that we have, um, it's just like when you walk in the room with a bunch of people who are bad energy, you just get that bad energy. You know, if you're walking down an alleyway at night, you know, and, and a bad energy comes to you feel that, you know, and, and same with good energy. Sometimes you gravitate towards people who match your energy in some way, or, you know, I believe that we exude an energy that some would call us the soul um, or elements of our soul. And I, I believe that when we pass on that energy is um, fragmented into are the space around us um and some can be trapped within a kind of like a here and there and that's when um people i mean ghosts happen i guess but i believe that we're we're made up of souls fragments of souls from different different people who have who've been on this planet before. And I feel like we're just energy traveling through time and space and finding our people and finding our um, greater whole, I guess. Right. It's a very roundabout way of saying what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damien's uh, not a believer. I'm a believer. Um, I, I kind of feel like I'm in around the same idea, uh, with, uh, my belief system. I mean, when you say you believe in like ghosts, um, people take it all over the place, but I think that with my experiences and personal experiences, I feel like it is more energy based where, um, I think that the energies, uh, put an emotion on you to have you empathize with them in ways. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I remember in like different situations of like keeping having this um, dream of uh, the same uh, woman crying at the end of the bed. And I kept having this dream and my partner at the time kept on having this same dream as well. And every time you were in that room, you would just be struck in with sadness. Um, I, I think it was more just a reflection of the relationship and the future that it would hold for. I you, mean, but... <laughs> that could be true, too. Uh, but <laughs> they're no longer together. Is that <laughs> I'm like I'm like feeling it in my nose. I always feel that whenever I hear something spooky and something that resonates with me, I always feel it like right here for some reason of when I hear like um, someone's experience yeah. of something like that. And I I've, I I. <laughs> No, I totally get that, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So I, I think that's always been like my kind of belief with it, because I don't think I, I believe in ghosts. I don't know what exactly I believe in and what I don't believe in. But there's a few things that I just go based off of the experiences that I've had. Yeah, I think that it's silly for us not to think. Sorry, Damien. I think it's silly <laughs> for us not to think that um, ghosts are real because we've we've had so much experience seeing people affected by it. And I mean, I've had family members affected by it in certain ways too. And I just think that like, it's just, there's too much evidence. I disagree. There's no evidence. All the evidence is circumstantial eyewitness accounts, which ultimately mean nothing. My problem with it is that, uh, I think it's just as arrogant to think that we know that it's, oh, this is energy and there has to be something more. If anything, I think it's arrogant to believe that we will continue on. I think that some people are more perceptive to it. Oh, and that's such a cop people, out. I, I've always hated that argument. It's always just like, people, you just, just don't like, understand. That's it's no, such a way to shut down people's. I don't think it's not rational understanding arguments. it. I think some people have this ability to be more perceptive to it because everyone's built differently and everybody mm -hmm. has a different, uh, like, it's just like some people don't catch up, catch on with a negative energy someone's giving off. Like I can feel it when I walk in a room that somebody's like in a bad mood mm -hmm. and some people just don't. And that's fine. Like everyone's built differently, but I think it's the same when it comes to these energies of, of, ghosts or whatever you want to call them that some people are just more perceptive to it because that's just the nature of it and you're going to believe what you're going to believe I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe but it's everybody has their own and it's not up to us to like say okay well you're wrong I just think everyone experiences it differently um, as we experience life differently for example, our roommate Colin can't sense when we're talking around him. No, he's not he paying attention. He's not sensing. Most of those things that we're <laughs> calling energies right now are not energies. They're social cues that people are able to pick up that other people don't pick up. It's it's it's, it's just a social. Cues? I'm sorry. What if it's ghost cues? It's not. There aren't ghost cues. My thing is, as I've I've said this before, if there was legitimate evidence that could prove the existence of anything supernatural. I would readily believe it. But every expert in any field in the scientific community has, they have never once come up with anything credible to even make me hint at wanting to believe in any of it. But I also have a visual to mind too of this. Again, at the end of the anecdotal. Time. And it is not. But I have to trust my own experiences yeah. and what I've seen. And but when you see a big the mind, glowing, yeah, the mind is not a reliable thing. A big glowing orb and light coming mm -hmm. out of a room that doesn't have any windows because it was a basement apartment, no windows in the bedroom. That's, that's I believe more likely than not that it was uh, it's it's more just tricks of your mind than it is ghosts. I find that is way more likely. It is more understandable. And uh, memory is a very strange thing, too. These things change over time. People believe things more and more the further and further they get from the events of things and things change how they remember things. Memory is such a fragile and uh, ever changing thing that you can't really pin it down. So. I, I think that if you listen to uh, we were definitely podcasting when this happened to me, too. So I think if you listen to that episode where I told this, uh, th that story for the first time, I think my memory is exactly the same from then to now. It, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It really doesn't matter. My point okay, still stands. My my uncles were renovating this old house. Um, where was Sudbury? And it was like a very old house. And they were once hanging out in the living room. And they had a bunch of candle fixtures. You know, those things that you put candles on? Mm -hmm. And one day when they were doing some serious runos on it, the candle fixture kind of went flying and almost hit one of them. And they had had numerous occasions of things just flying off walls. 
And they had heard kids running up and down stairs where the stairs used to be. There was, it was just a wall at that point. There had been renovations and they got somebody in who kind of read the room or read the house. And when they looked back into the past, there was this, okay. So there was this, there's this one room right outside the living room that I hated as a child, absolutely hated going into it. Couldn't stand for more than like a couple seconds in that room. Like it just gave me the chills all over. It gave my aunt the chills over. My mom hated going in that room. No one liked going in the room. So they were like, okay, like why, why do people hate going into this room? And they reached out to someone who had like, they knew the story of this house because it was kind of like this old Victorian house. And they looked into the past of it. And this family had died in, in a fire in this house. And back then, what they used to do was that they would lay the deceased in an, in rooms for, for like people to come visit, say good, their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And this family was laid out in that room for the goodbyes or the whatever it's called. But they were like, okay, that's probably why everyone's been weird about this. But they sat down one night, put on some candles, and they were like, okay, ghosts in this house. Um, we're just renovating, like trying to make it nice in here. We're not trying to like upset you. And after they did that, a lot of this stopped. And they found out that the, the sounds of like the kids running up and down the stairs were the kids that had died. And it was all like, it was all written down in these old documents and whatever, that this had happened in this house. It's not like a ghost story or whatever. There's actual proof of it in writings from the history. So like, what do you say about that? I say it's a nice story that doesn't prove anything. That's all I'm going to say. No, there's documentation of someone dying in the house, but that can be true of most places. Most places have I had literally was die sitting or get in that living room one day mm-hmm. and she heard someone clearly whisper in her ear yeah, only to turn around and no one to be there. Again, these are not proof of anything. They are they are good stories that that confirm your biases towards believing in these things, but it does not prove the existence of anything. That is my issue okay. with it. Cody, lame. You're not going to convince me. <laughs> well, I mean, like I. uh I, I see where Damien's coming from for like stories um, that other people tell you don't necessarily um, b- believe them all the time. Right. Because you didn't experience them. You weren't there. You don't know what I, what was going on. I wouldn't on believe it as a ghost, even if I did experience it. And I can guarantee that I can guarantee that I would not think it was a ghost if I experienced. Oh, if you saw what these eyes have seen. I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I would be more likely to believe that it was something that my mind was playing tricks on me. There is such a thing as self-induced uh, like hypnosis and self-induced hallucinations. And depending on what's in the room and like different, there's so many different things that can play these different things. Low frequencies that you can't hear but are there can cause you to have uh, auditory and sometimes visual hallucinations. These things are very real things that science has proved that can cause these visions. Do you believe in sleep paralysis? Yeah. Why wouldn't I believe in sleep paralysis? Have you experienced sleep paralysis? I haven't. <laughs> That's been quantifiably proven, though. That's something that there is evidence of, and people have shown it, and there's an explanation for by medical and scientific professionals. I love how That's happy you were, Leo, when you said that. Just the biggest smile on your face. But like... <laughs> That's, I, I just feel the like sun, it's there. I just feel like their sleep paralysis is the makeup of your mind in a subconscious realm, right? And I just feel like when it comes to ghosts, there's more of I feel like there's a lot of evidence from that too. And you can find a lot of non-evidence too, because people just want to like disregard things like that. But anyway, just asking. 
but let's let's jump into uh, a different uh, kind of spooky here um, to bring us all <laughs> back together as a happy family. <laughs> I got some would you rather's here um, that we can all relate to. OK, uh, so here's the question. Uh, would you rather your. Uh, oh, let's go with this. one. Would you rather wear a costume to a party that's not a costume party? Or wear sweatpants to a formal wedding. I would wear a costume to a non-costume party. I'll wear sweatpants. <laughs> You're going to wear sweatpants to a wedding. Why not? The person would probably be pa- uh, pissed at you. That's fine. <laughs> at least the costume, you're just kind of embarrassed. I assume that you're going into... Uh, the place thinking it's a costume party. I would wear nice sweatpants. <laughs> you mean nice sweatpants? They're nice sweatpants. There are nice sweatpants out there. See? That look like uh, that fit a suit. Yeah. I'm picturing you wearing like a, a full <laughs> suit with the shirt tucked into the sweatpants. Yeah, why not? With my little like drawstring <laughs> keeping it <laughs> nice and tight. Yeah, why not? It depends what kind of sweatpants, I guess. Yeah, they would be a uh, hot pink with juicy on the butt. Ooh, yeah, that's a look. That is a look. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I would be worried about the person being mad at me and me like ruining their day, I guess, because they some people I, I don't think that weddings are important to me, so I wouldn't care what someone would do at my wedding. But some people really uh, find mm-hmm. weddings important so yeah. that might affect them and ruin yeah. their day well if a sweatpants ruin your wear- wedding then you know maybe you have bigger problems <laughs> yeah I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well here's another one um i did not prepare these beforehand but here we go would you rather have a corny conversation uh with your partner get broadcast to everyone you know or conversation about diarrhea with your mom diarrhea with my mom i talk about that all the time yeah i'm fine (laughs) either one really to be honest yeah i feel like my mom would have a bigger problem with me talking about diarrhea to her yeah i talk about diarrhea all the time i don't care yeah i guess that was a really bad hey mom if you're listening uh i haven't had diarrhea in a while but when i do i'm giving you a call You're going to I'm going to talk about all those uh, greasy browns coming out from downtown. Disgusting. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, one last one. Mm. Because I want a good one. (laughs) Would you rather realize you forgot your wallet every time you go to a cash register? That would that would be unfortunate. (laughs) Or have every anti-theft alarm go off every time uh, you passed one? I'd probably say the wallet because you could just use your phone now. I think I think it's assuming you have no way to pay. Uh, I don't know. I got uh, I got my my phone. What was the second one? Um, Every time you pass an anti-theft alarm, it goes off. I feel like every time that's happened to me, they're just like, yeah, it's okay. It's which, true. But which, if you like, I've just paid for something and I'm on my way out for some reason that happened to me the other day at a craft store. And I was like, check my bags. Like I'm fi- like, I didn't steal anything. And they're like, Oh no, you're fine. And I'm yeah. like, damn, I could have stolen something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, for next time. Um, yeah, I think that, or, but like the other one, uh that would just stop me from spending a lot of unnecessary money it might be a good thing yeah but what about when you groceries (laughs) that's true yeah what about when you go past these anti-theft alarms and they go off and then you look around and you're like looking to like prove your innocence but no one is even looking at you and you're doing that awkward thing where you're like uh i gotta wait for someone or even worse the security guard tackles you I just stopped. I just stopped waiting when they go off. I just kind of got, I do like the quick like what? And then I just leave. Just start running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I say you'll never catch me now, Walmart. You know, do you remember that Walmart ad where it's just like, start the car. Start oh, yeah. the car. 
Or is that Ikea? I think that might be Ikea. Yeah, know. it was like, I think it was like their summer sale or something. Like yeah. That. Like the cabinets are on sale. <laughs> this is the kind of shit we auditioned for, though. I remember auditioning for commercials at the beginning of my career. And it's like so many of them are just like, really? Okay, this is weird. I've always found that lady to be hilarious. So start the car. <laughs> I've just had a bunch where I've had to pretend to eat things. And they're just like, here, take this bowl and pretend to eat. <laughs> Yeah. I had a few of those and they were very weird. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to like really enjoy it. Like yeah. really enjoy it. And it's like how many people have taken this bowl and plastic fork that you want me to pretend to eat with here too. Yeah. Now with COVID, that's not happening. But. <laughs> Thank God. So I hit the ones where you have to like pretend to be at a party mm. and like be like really like loving it. You know, I, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped doing a lot of the food ones because um, I am plant-based and I don't eat meat and I will not promote me eating meat, like go do your life. But like I got a few for like KFC and like McDonald's and I was like, oh, I'm not really supportive of these in- industries. Um, and then they just stopped sending me to food ones, which I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I don't get those ones anyways because they don't want me to sell their product. I don't get a lot of commercials. No one thinks I can sell the product for them. Hey, I'll sell anything. Other than care. Manscaped, of course, because... Oh, yeah, they see us. They see a couple of hairy nut sacks and they're like, we got to clean those boys up. By <laughs> the way, that intro product. was fantastic. I, could, I don't know if you guys saw, but I could not stop laughing at that <laughs> intro. It was so good. <laughs> well, we got the cleanest coin purses in podcasting right now. It's tr- it. it's true. All right, we got a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Halia, what did you draw? Uh, the anything card. Yeah, the swing. You got no responsibility within the story. You can do whatever you want. Sounds good. <laughs> And I got the celebrity. So I hit the button on a random celebrity generator. It's going to give me four options and I'll have to appear as that celebrity at some point in the story. Uh, So I have uh, Chris Rock, Bob Marley, Sarah Jessica Parker and Robin Hood. Okay, that's a weird picture of Robin Hood. Yeah. What do you expect? The cartoon uh, Fox? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like or, Robin Hood's the safer bet to go. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that Robin Hood is the choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'll do Robin Hood. Robin Hood was a real person. I don't know. Kind of. He, he must have been. More of a concept. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Look it up. Let's find out. All right, I'll look it up. All right, and while you're doing that, I got the narrator. So we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's start with a word. Vacuum. Vacuum. The word is vacuum. Is Robin Hood real? Uh, No, it says he's a a book character. There you go. So can, can it really be considered, I guess, a historical fictional character? Yeah, but there's no other characters on that generator i've never seen a character before we had jesus i guess yeah (laughs) jesus has been on there or has he been i don't know i'm just guessing (laughs) um so we got the spooky vacuum spooky vacuum with robin hood all right all right here we go once upon a time long long ago in a forest far far away there lived a little raccoon This little raccoon lived inside the little tree. Oh, and the raccoon knew it was it was springtime. So everyone knows that springtime is spring cleaning. So the raccoon went to the closet and busted out his little raccoon vacuum cleaner. Time to uh, clean up all this trash of the rich and deliver it to the poor. That's right. This raccoon was a little bandit. It was Robin Hood raccoon. <laughs> oh, once I get all of the, these rich folks trash, I'll be able to feed so many 
poor children. That's right. For the little raccoon Robin Hood had gone to all the rich people's houses in the neighborhood and stolen their garbage and then brought it back to his tree and strewn it about the floor to roll around in like raccoons would like to do. And now he's going to collect up all the rest of it and then spread it out to the rest of the woodland creatures. Ah, what a day of work. What a lovely, lovely day. I guess. Oh. Excuse oh. me. Hello. Somebody stole a bunch of my things from my house. Where did it go? Who's this? Why, it's Margaret from number two, Forest Drive. Mr. Rabbit Robin Hood, I'm really not appreciating you coming into my house and stealing things all the time. Um, I mean, I. Okay, so a couple things off the top. Uh, you called me a rabbit, but I'm just a little raccoon and we just have a big feud with the rabbits right now. Um, so it's just pretty insulting to me, actually. And also, uh, did I mention that this um, trash is going to go to a good cause? Margaret, dear, is that little ferret giving you a hard time? Am I giving you a hard time? You keep on giving me a hard time. Well, it's just, um, well, for one, sir, uh, the ferrets and the raccoons were having a rivalry right now. So that's really insulting to me as well. Also, uh, I'm getting a bit of a hard time here because basically what I'm here to do is to uh, take your trash and give it to a good cause. Margaret, I think it's time we call an exterminator to get rid of this ferret from our property. Don't you agree? Excuse me? What do you think I'm doing? I just want my stuff back. And I'm really sorry that I called you a rabbit. I've had a really tough day and I didn't mean to insult you, but you keep on hopping around everywhere thinking you're a rabbit. At least you look like a rabbit. It's kind of really strange, but I don't appreciate you sneaking into my house all the time and stealing my things. Um, okay, well, raccoons can hop too. Um, we just don't do it quite as well because our legs... Uh, and our body, our bodies are portly and our legs are small. So we just kind of, it's more of a, a lift off the ground. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I, I just, if you, if you look at a pamphlet here, I have a pamphlet about how this is going to a good cause. The raccoon slid the pamphlet under the door for Margaret to read. What, what, what is this? Um, if you see underneath if you open to page three you'll see a bunch of hungry uh little baby raccoons and they have no trash in front of them and then why, if why, why is this pamphlet just talking about trying to get the community a vacuum when they need food well because i have the only vacuum and i use it to get the community food but if we had more vacuums then maybe there could be more raccoons on staff and we could all suck up garbage and we'd be able to steal from you a lot quicker. So if you sign on page five and give a donation with your credit card number, then we would be able to purchase another vacuum in the future. Aha, the little raccoon had finally laid his trap, getting their credit card information. Okay, well, I'm not paying for this because this is ridiculous, but... I need to go. Well, Goodbye, raccoon weirdo. So I just take the trash? Just take the trash, but don't take my things anymore, okay? Uh, okay. Okay. Margaret, wait. I, I dozed off for a second there. Are we signing this or what? What's going on? Hello? Uh oh uh, yeah, she said you were signing it. We are? Yeah, you put your credit card number oh, in. Does this mean you'll stop going through our garbage? Oh, of course. Mm, okay, I'll sign. What's my credit card number? One, two, five, two, four, three, four, two, four, four, one, nine, seven, four. All right, there we are. Sucker. <laughs> Excuse me? Well, back to the office. And little Robin Hood raccoon ran into his house and he went down into the basement where he kept his raccoon computer and he booted it up and he got the process going to steal all their rich people money. 
now that I have this credit card, I can buy trash for everyone. I can buy raccoon or vacuums for everyone. I could buy little raccoon hats for everyone. Oh, I'm going to do so much online shopping. That's right. He went to raccoonamazon.com. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, vacuum. All right. I got about 10 Dysons coming my way. There, Raccoon Robin Hood put every item from his wish list into the cart. Into the cart in multiples of three. He knew that everyone in the forest would be so happy with his little paw warmers and his little uh, Dyson vacuum cleaners and everything to get more and more garbage. Thank you for shopping with Amazon. Unfortunately, your card has declined. Oh, oh no. Oh, I really thought this would work. Mm, okay. Uh, All of a sudden, he got an email. Mr. Raccoon, Robin Hood. I am writing to you to address the current situation with your neighborhood. It has come to our attention with the CRA that you have been stealing card information. This is unacceptable and we will be showing up at your door within the next two hours in order to collect all the credit cards as well as you to put you in jail. Please stay where you are and do not even consider leaving your house. Oh. Have a good day. Oh God, I gotta quickly find my bindle. He got another email all of a sudden. Oh, 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 okay. Robin Hood, raccoon. It is I, Raccoon Jeff Bezos. You have been shopping on my Raccoon Amazon too much without being able to pay. I will not stand for this nonsense. If you're going to put things in the cart, you must pay for it promptly. I will be there in one hour. Oh, God, Jeff Bezos is coming for me. And Raccoon <laughs> Jeff Bezos. And the government? Ah! <laughs> okay, I got to grab my bindle and pack. So the raccoon went around his little tree house looking for all the things that he would need to survive. Ah, yes, his carrot. Ah, yes, his book of matches. Ah, yes, his little book of stories. He put them all in his bindle along with an apple. Ding dong. Oh, okay, I got to answer it. Um, oh, God, it's going to be them. It's going to be them. Uh, quickly. Uh, oh, fake mustache. Uh, here we go. The rabbit. Uh, the tortoise. Uh, uh, hello? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Tortoise. <laughs> I just wanted to come over and tell you that uh, my, my card has been notified. Um, I'm unfortunately dealing with some financial struggles right now. Um, and it's taking a while to get some money for your cause. Um, do you have the time right now to help me out with getting you the proper payment for the thing I signed up for? Okay, so you want my credit card to help you with paying off your credit card, so then you can pay me. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Who stole my credit card? Who? <laughs> oh, Mr. Owl. Oh, God, this is really becoming a whole ordeal. Um, Mr. Turtle, quick. Have you time? <laughs> <laughs> what? If you have time, you should come with me. Because we really got to get out of here. I'm out of money myself, and I'm in a lot of trouble. And if you left things in your cart on Amazon with your credit card, then Mr. Bezos, Mr. Raccoon Bezos, sorry, will be coming for you as well. So if we escape this place, go start a life somewhere else, then maybe, just maybe, we can start over, feed the poor children once again. Booty boop. Mr. Tortoise got an email notification. Dear Tortoise, Mr. It is I, Raccoon Jeff Bezos. You have left one book, How to Get Rich Quick Schemes, for Dummies book in your cart, but have not paid for it. I will not accept this transgression. I will oh. be at your forest in one hour. Oh, no, I, I didn't want the How to Get Rich Quick book. I, I just wanted to how, how to get 
quicker book. I, I've been moving really slowly lately, and it, it's been, yeah. I, I, what am I supposed to do? I can't get out of here that fast. You, you need to run away with me. Don't worry, I can put you in my bindle. But Mr. Raccoon, um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't run. I'll carry you. I will carry you. But how are you supposed to carry all of all of the all of your stuff? Well, maybe I'll have to leave the matches behind. Oh, if you leave your if you leave your shell behind, I'll leave the matches behind. But if I leave my shell behind, I'm I'm gonna be naked. We need to make sacrifices here, Mister Turtle. You can use my bindle bag as a clothing device. And so Mr. Tortoise stripped off his shell and jumped in the bindle, and the raccoon ran across the yard. Margaret, dear, it looks like that ferret is running with a little naked lizard. Wait, are you serious? He left? He just left like that? But he he took all my money. Oh, Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I cannot believe this right now. Margaret, why are you just sleeping? Why? Why? Just get up and do something about this. Oh God! Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I oh oh oh! Please, 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 please. Um, I know I was here earlier, and we had a whole trash buckle, and you didn't want to sign um for the donation, and maybe I made uh your husband sign. I don't know. Um, but basically, what's going on here is I need to get out of town quick. Do you have a way to get me out of town quick? Why would I help you after everything that you've done? You said that you were helping the poor, but you've just made me poor. Yeah, he's he's convincing me that he's going to help me in the long run. But really, um, I, I don't think this whole quick thing is, is a good idea. Oh, hey, Mr. Turtle, I am trying to help you. We're both in a lot of trouble right now. We just need to get this done. Please, I, I, I know that I've made mistakes in the past. But my intentions were always good. Mr. Raccoon, I'm pretty sure that the fact that you got in trouble with the CRA isn't our problem. It's your problem because you tried doing something nice, but then you ended up doing something actually really horrible that's really affecting our community in a negative way. If you wanted to be the kind of Robin Hood that did good in this world, you probably should have considered how to do it better earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I should have figured out this whole lifestyle a little faster, but I, I just, I'm just a screw up. I can't it's do anything okay, right. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you just gotta take it slow. And sometimes making money and helping people is all about taking it slow. You gotta learn from me, man. It's all a process. You just gotta slow it down. Helping people doesn't happen overnight. I think you're right. Maybe all I needed was to take your advice. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I thought it probably would have been a good idea so that we wouldn't be in this problem. Quick, I hope it's not too late. Can you get us out of here, please? Um, I'll change. I'm, I'm I'm not helping you until you get my money back. Oh. Okay, yes. Um here. Here's your credit card. I didn't Hands get, up. It got Mr. Raccoon, hands up. Oh god. Please turtle oh, say god. something to help me. Turtle, please say something. My, my shell I I can't do anything without my shell. I'm just I'm just like a, I'm a, I'm like a slug over here. Well. Hands up, Mr. Raccoon. Hands up. It, it, it may be too late for that already. I think the shell has been left behind. I think it was way back home. I mean, we've left. I can't, I can't get it back. I can't get it back. Well, you can't get it back. A lot of mistakes that you've made, obviously. But have fun in jail. Oh, God. No. And so the police arrested Mr. Raccoon. But that day really inspired Mr. Turtle to live like Mr. Raccoon did, but do it right this time, taking it slow, taking the right precautions and being the Robin Hood that all of the sick baby raccoons that needed food needed. Spooked.
That was a scary story. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> oh. I love that. Wow. I don't ever get like I don't ever play with voices, so that's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was so great to uh, have you on. Uh, let's do a round of plugs. <laughs> round of what? Plugs. Where can people plugs? find you? Social media, things oh, like that. Oh, plugs, handles. Um. <laughs> my uh instagram is just halia jones um my twitter is halia jones my website is halia jones it's just halia jones everywhere h-a-l-l-e-a-j-o-n-e-s amazing and we'll be tweeting all of that out at spooked podcast as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com you'll see a full profile on halia with direct links to her social medias Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. <laughs>